You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. If you love Preppy Stationery, then you've probably heard of WH Hostess. Today, I'm thrilled to interview Kelly of WH Hostess. We chat about how she got started, which actually originally was from a blog that turned into a successful line of products sold online and at boutiques across the country. Hope you enjoy. All right, I'm here with Kelly from WH Hostess. So let's start with just a general question. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, all of that good stuff. Hi, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. I'm Kelly Lydon, and I am the designer and owner of WH Hostess Social Stationery. Um, at, at the basics, I'm a graphic designer who loves product development. Okay. That's uh, awesome. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say my my former career was a retail buyer um, who focused a lot on product development. And we used to have great fun choosing um, fabrics and textiles and silhouettes and things like that. And when I kind of moved on from that part of my career, as much as I loved the illustration part of what I was doing, we saw a need in the marketplace to develop some great products for retailers. And so it's kind of fun now that I get to merge the two kind of career lives together and to create what WH Hostess is today. That's so fun. I love that. So have you always been creative and entrepreneurial? Like, was this something from a little kid, you know, you were always creating and kind of making things either um, by hand or on a computer or something, um, or always having a lemonade stand? Or is this something that later in life you kind of developed? I think it's been with me my whole life. Um, I come from a line of very creative, career-oriented women. Um, my mother owns her own business. My aunt owns a retail store. My grandmother was had a big job for someone in her era. Um, and I think that was just ingrained in me growing up. Mm-hmm. The creativity definitely is something. I was always doing art projects. Um, I was very into art and architecture in high school and college. Um, I actually went to art school at the University of Kansas to become a graphic designer. And I'm very much dating myself here. But at the time, we were not doing topography on computers. We were hand lettering things. And um, I didn't really know what I was going to do with that graphic design degree. Uh And so I decided, oh, I'll go into fashion instead. You know, another passion for shopping. Uh, (laughs) My parents, who are both CPAs, said, okay, we'll make that switch, but we're going to get a business degree in the meantime. Um, So they kind of let me use that creativity and channel it into something that um, are certainly skills that I use now running a business. But, um, you know, I think the the creative part always needs to be with me, whether it's decorating a home or setting a pretty table. Um, I definitely feel my best when I am creating. That's amazing. That's really great. That it sounds like you had these great females in your life um, to look up to and kind of have some guidance and get advice along the way then. Absolutely. 
So what was your first career then after school? Um, And are there any lessons from that that you use today in what you do? Absolutely. So my first career was as a clothing buyer. Um, I worked for one of the largest specialty store chains in the U.S. It was Chicago-based. And we had um, numerous stores around the country and online website. And I kind of worked my way up from the sales floor to being um, one of the largest women's department buyers. And it was a phenomenal experience, especially for a young lady in her 20s. I got to spend a lot of time in New York and go to Fashion Week and kind of live that life um, and learn a lot along the way. So like I mentioned earlier, we did a lot of product development. Um, So I really learned the nitty gritty of building a a women's blazer or a great fitting pair of pants and choosing Mm -hmm. textiles and pattern play. Um, And I think a lot of what you see in our line today is still very much inspired by textiles because of that history. Um, But in terms of lessons being learned, um, as a buyer, we had to, on a daily, daily, uh, daily, I'm not even speaking well today. (laughs) (laughs) On a daily basis, we had to watch our cash flow and manage shipments coming in, what we could afford. You know, my boss used to say to us all the time, as a buyer, you are never right. You either have bought too few or too many. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to keep up with demand, but a lot of times it's hard to predict what is going to be your stellar items. Mm-hmm. So I take a lot of the financial part into what we do today with WH Hostess. Um, watching, you know, what we can afford to do. If we see that a certain product is really taking off, making sure that we're investing in it more the next season, things like that. No, that sounds great. And I'm sure, you know, you touched on, you learned how to predict trends a little bit too. And, um, and something I think that's probably really unique compared to the people that I've interviewed is with buying. I mean, so I actually have a fashion merchandising degree and communications PR and with the fashion merchandising, it's really heavy with numbers and, Mm -hmm. um, spreadsheets and mathematics. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was my decision and not wanting to go into fashion, <laughs> but going into the PR route and working yes. with fashion brands. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of people that I've interviewed, a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't have that numbers background or that Correct. finance. They might um, just be a creative. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really great that you have that. And I'm sure that helps you, you know, tremendously in your business. I like to think so, but you know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So you touched a little bit about how you started WH Hostess, but let's dive into that a little bit more. Like what was sort sure. of the moment where you decided like, Hey, I want to have my own business. I can do this. I want to um, create something. What was that moment like? To be honest with you, it kind of fell into me. Um, oh. This this was not planned. It really happened very organically. Um, 2008, I got married and had been, um, very early on the Pinterest bandwagon in terms of wedding planning Mm -hmm. and following blogs such as, um, style me pretty for weddings and things like that. It had become a big part of my daily life. And um, the market turned at that point, uh, both housing markets and retail. And unfortunately, this beloved specialty store chain that I was buying for 
went into bankruptcy. Oh. So a couple months after we got married, my unfortunately, I lost my dream job um, and was devastated. I really did not know what was next because really in Chicago, there were not buying opportunities. I, um, like I said, it was a dream job. I was able to do what I wanted to do, but still be here in Chicago near my family and friends and life mm-hmm. without having to go to New York or LA. Yeah. And I didn't really know if I was going to be able to continue to do that. Um, so my husband was wonderful and said, you know, we're going to find your next dream job. And, um, I certainly looked in Chicago, but as I said, the market had dropped drastically and certainly, um, new buying positions were not opening up. So I kind of just took a little time and started playing around with a blog and, um, my husband is a software engineer. So I was, this was something that we were able to do ourselves as Mm -hmm. a a hobby for me in the meantime, while I was looking for that next step. And he helped me build the website and tried to teach me a little bit about coding along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, He would tell you that I, I learned how to build a website. I would tell you this is not true. Uh, <laughs> I, I know a little. I you watched him. Yeah. Right. Um, I know a little. I don't, I don't know enough. Let's put it that way. But um, anyway, so I started a blog called The Party Dress. And it was a blog basically about fashion and entertaining, event planning, ideas, things for your home. Um, a lot of what we look at today for Instagram influencers, you know, when we, we call them lifestyle bloggers or influencers. And I just happened to hit it at the right time. Blogs were taking off and, um, we gained a vast popularity quickly, Um, The tagline for the blog was inspirations from the well-heeled hostess. And as we started getting deeper and deeper into the blog, people were asking me to, well, you have all these great ideas for parties. Can you help me plan them? And um, the very first piece of paper goods that I designed after finally being like, yeah, I could, why not? Mm -hmm. Like I have this graphic design degree. I should be using it. Um, so I designed a first birthday invitation. It was a frog prince theme. And, um, that is actually what launched WH hostess. And if you can pick up on what our tagline was on the blog, um, the WH stands for well-heeled hostess. So it was connecting the two. Um, so it made a lot of sense when the blog was still operating and, um, the paper goods company was starting. So that's kind of how WH started. And truthfully, we really started as party goods, invitations, kids, birthday parties. We would do every paper accessory decoration you could possibly imagine for just a gazillion different themes. And a lot of them, um, came out of requests from readers that became customers. Um, We had one of our more popular ones was a modern take on Thomas the Train, where we weren't infringing on copyright, but it was a modern looking train. So our whole goal was to help parents throw a stylish kids party that reflected their design aesthetic. Uh Uh-huh but their kids' favorite items. So um, for many, many years, that's actually what WH Hostess focused on. 
And um, it was a lot of fun. Again, we kind of hit a peak where it was all about elaborate kids' birthday parties and dessert tables where you needed all of the coordinating paper accessories and um, things like that. So it was a lot of fun. It was very labor intensive. Um, And as we kind of got a few years into it, the business side of me was looking at this going, I just don't see how this is a scalable business. Mm -hmm. And that was important to me because at the time I was, you know, young married and trying to have a baby and knew that my time was going to change when that happened. Um, And I wanted to make sure that whatever business I was building up was going to be sustainable once another person entered into the equation. Um, so we, I would say seven years ago, maybe kind of turned a corner where we started focusing more on what you see today. And that's the social stationery, the personalized notepads, gift tags for you to tie on hostess gifts, um, holiday cards, things like that. And For us, again, this was just fate, but we were able to get that side of our business really growing because we had had all of these moms buy from us for all of their kids' parties, and they they loved our designs enough that once we were able to offer more mature designs, Mm -hmm. um, we kind of had a built-in client base and fan base. So it was a very smooth transition for us, and we actually kind of eliminated the party goods a few years ago. Um, We still do invitations and stickers, gift tags, but um, the the highly time-consuming constructed paper goods, we... Um, said farewell to a few years ago. Got it. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, there's so many things from that. I think, A, it's so inspiring. And I think people listening to this right now with everything going on, um, you know, people getting laid off and things like that, this is so inspirational to know that you can take a bad situation and turn it into something great. Um, So I love that. And then I guess really my next question is, so how did you know so you had this idea. How did you figure out where to go to get your products printed or to get them made? Like, what were what was that process like? Was it were you reading books? Were you asking friends? Were you just kind of, you know, googling things and kind of figuring it out as you go? I think that's something that a sure. lot of people, when they have an idea for a business or they just start their business, those are the things that they're like, well, how do you even know how how to start? <laughs> it's very true. Um, to be honest with you, googling is very important. <laughs> Um, no, I, I really didn't have a plan. I just really started experimenting. Okay. Um, I know quality that I'm looking for in things. Um, paper was not, it wasn't an industry that I knew well, but mm-hmm. I knew what I liked. Um, so I, I definitely knew if I liked the way my colors looked on a certain hand of paper, I knew if I liked a weight, if it was going to be too heavy, if it was too thin, Um, so I really just kind of went off my gut and did a lot of experimenting. Mm -hmm. I found actually a local printer that, um, kind of took me under his wing and really did help me grow my business in the beginning, um, and gave advice and, um, helped out quite a bit. Um, the thing that I will say too, in terms of challenges in the business is, I um, worked with him for so long that I kind of stopped exploring other options. And what I learned along the way was 
there were things that I um, wanted to accomplish, like wholesale. Uh-huh. Once we really, you know, dove into the stationery and notepads part of our business, um, we had stores asking us to sell wholesale. And at the pricing that I was at with my current printer, it just wasn't a possibility. Um, or it was, and the product would have been way too expensive that nobody would have bought it. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I've had to learn along the way is sometimes you do have to separate out what you're comfortable with, what you know. Um, certainly this printer had become a good friend, but I knew that I had to look for other opportunities if I wanted Mm -hmm. to be able to grow my business in that direction. Um, and we ended up, you know, having to pivot and we found, um, new resources that we still use today. And that's really what enabled us to be able to launch our wholesale division five years ago. Um, had I not really pushed and kept looking for that and just stayed comfortable where I was, our business would look very different today. Um, so I would say that that's always something you just need to listen to your gut and say, I think that this is possible. I just need to figure out how and kind of keep researching and asking people for referrals. And, you know, some people will be very open with you in terms of resources and Mm -hmm. how they do things. I get people that email us daily asking for um, the names of our printers or who manufactures our ribbon, things like that. And, you know, there are some things I'm willing to give out. And then there are some things that are proprietary information because we've Uh worked really hard to find them, you know? So, um, but definitely I think just, you have to constantly be in a state of pivoting to be able to stay relevant and stay current and work with the the climate, um, and where you're at right now. Um, and recent months we've focused more on our retail sales versus our wholesale sales. And, um, you know, during market season that flip-flops a little bit where our focus goes more towards our retailers that need our help. And, um, so yeah, it's just a constant trying to balance everything I would say is the biggest challenge. No, that's that's great advice. I feel like people can learn from that so much. Um, so I guess sort of we touched a little bit on this, but so what have been some of the challenges that you faced in creating this business? Um, I would say definitely sticking or following trends. Um, okay. As a whole, I'd say WH is pretty classic in terms of um, our illustrations and look and feel. Um, but we do, we do follow trends. We certainly, um, you know, we were printing ginger jars before they were on everyone's dining tables and (laughs) still to this day, it's our number one seller. Um, but definitely, you know, there, there are always challenges with people in the marketplace. You get people that, um, downright copy you. You get people that, you know, are new and exciting and might turn your customer's head the other way for a moment. Um, Certainly those are always challenges. I think too, for us, um, just the day-to-day trying to keep my hand as the owner in every piece of it. So in the marketing piece, the social media, the designing, the production, um, the selling to stores, there are so many different um, components that go into to what this business is on a daily basis. So just making sure that everything is getting the attention it needs is definitely a challenge for me. 
Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people um, that own businesses or even just if they're, you know, a working mom, I think balance and trying to oh, do everything definitely. is always a challenge for everyone. Definitely. So on the flip side to that, what have been some of your greatest successes or pinch me moments, things that you're really proud of? You know, we've had a few. Um as a whole, I would say every time we launch a wholesale catalog or a new collection mm-hmm. and we get positive feedback, that I take immediately as a pinch me moment because it's still exciting to me that somebody wants to buy something I've created. Um, you know, it is, they always say it's it's not personal, it's business. It yeah. is personal for me because I'm designing it. Um, <laughs> it's your so baby. Yeah. It is. In, in a lot of ways, it is. And, you know, I wouldn't be putting it out there as part of our collection if I didn't believe in it. So, um, you know, you take the the wins really personally and you also take the losses personally. Yeah. But um, some of our greatest successes – um, back in my blogging days, I, uh, was chosen as one of Martha Stewart's doers and or dreamers into doers. And it was a, um, program that she had on her website at the time where she was highlighting, um, entrepreneurs that had a dream and were making it happen. And that was a very exciting piece of publicity for us. Um, and we got to go to her New York offices and do, it was a, a two day kind of um, convention where we got oh to meet gosh. her and get to meet a lot of her different editors and learn about things and see the offices. It was very exciting. Wow. Um, so that was kind of a pinch me moment. Definitely. Um, definitely. And I would say, you know, we've had some um, celebrity clients over the years where oh. a name pops up on an order and you go, wait, what? <laughs> Is wait, this- can you tell us? I, I don't think I can. You I can't. Can okay. That private. But um, yeah, some fun names that, you know, you don't expect to see and when you first see it, you're like, wait, is this fake? Or And so they <laughs> actually, when they order, they put their name? That's so yep. wild. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I always um, thought that, yeah. you know, their Real publicist address. or someone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they online shop just like we do. That's um, wild. <laughs> I, it is wild. You know, <laughs> celebrities are just like us. I know. Uh, I was going to say <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, pinch me moments. I, I would say every time the, the financial part of me comes out and in my head, we, we don't look at numbers a whole lot, um, as we're going throughout a year. I just, my, my theory with everyone in the studio is always just keep going. Like, it doesn't matter what we're doing right now. Just keep going and let's Mm -hmm. see where we end up. And, um, 2019, we, we had a lot of milestones. Um, we, the business turned 10 years old. We had a couple big Instagram milestones and we had, um, numbers that we had not even dreamed possible when we started the business. So, um, you know, I look at those numbers every day and I'm thankful and those are pinch me moments that I can do this business with, you know, a lovely group of ladies and a lovely group of um, brands that we collaborate with and do it um, partially from home, partially from my studio so that I can be around my kids. That's, that's a pinch me moment every day. Definitely. That sounds like the dream. That's amazing. So uh, probably another pinch me moment that you didn't mention is you're actually a published author, um, which I didn't realize at first until I was (laughs) digging around on your website before this. So tell us a little bit about that. I am. I um, published a book in, let me think, 
2013. Um, it was called Stylish Kids Parties. And it kind of, the blog was still um, quite popular. And we were um, focusing a lot on children's birthday party themes. WH was designing a lot of children's birthday party themes. And I got approached by an editor and um, it came to be. And it's a great little book that I think you can still buy um, that offers... I think it's 10 or 12 different um, kids party themes with ideas for decorations and cute invitations and um, themed foods, dessert tables, things like that. And it includes um, some paper good templates in the back so you can recreate some of the ideas yourself. And um, it was quite a labor of love. (laughs) Um, I turned in my manuscript the day I got pregnant with my first, believe it or not. And um, it had taken us a long time to get there, both the book and the baby. (laughs) Uh, And the book actually arrived on my doorstep the day that baby came home from the hospital. Um, So the first copy of it. So to be honest with you, I... It was kind of one of those moments where it was a pinch me moment. And I remember like looking at this newborn baby that I had and and this book that I'd worked so hard on. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't even really like wrap your head around my head around it. So it kind of all happened at once. Um, But yeah, no, I was thrilled for the opportunity. And it's fun to look back. All of the kids in the the photos are my friends, children, and um, they're all so tiny now, you know, it was, it was really photographed about eight years ago now. So um, yeah, it was, it was a fun, fun little pivot in uh, that business. And, you know, I'm thankful I had the opportunity. That's amazing. So where do you get inspiration from for new designs or, um, you know, anything that you do? I would say the for the most part, I am heavily inspired by home decor, textiles. Um, I love playing with fabrics. So you'll you'll find me at fabric stores just, you know, oh, I need two yards of that for absolutely no reason. Um, You know, you have like a closet full of just fabric swatches, right? I do. In fact, my husband will walk by it once in a while and be like, what is this? (laughs) Um, You know, I, so I really do. A lot of times, you know, I joke that you can tell if I'm redecorating a room in my house, all of a sudden a similar pattern play shows up on the next collection for retailers or, um, (laughs) you know, so definitely everyday life. But I do think that for the most part, our collection is made up of icons that you find in homes, ginger jars, Mm -hmm. um, lemon trees, our, our, we're known for our topiary planters and, um, Things like that where it's they're just heavily relatable items that make people feel good and homey. And that's really what we want the collection to be about. Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about the design process. So you have mm-hmm. this inspiration. Let's say you get it from Fabric Swatch or whatever. Then, you know, what's the next step? And kind of how long does it take you from this idea to then the product is out there? Um, it varies, to be honest with you. There are okay. there are moments where um, one of our most famous or most popular designs is our lemon tree. Mm-hmm. And that really, I just one day started fooling around painting and came up with 
the lemon tree and, you know, got fine tuned before it came to print, but it certainly didn't set out to be a product. Um, it just started out to be something that I was currently obsessed with and still am because yeah. I live in Chicago and growing a lemon tree is just not realistic, yeah. um, <laughs> at least outside. Um, so, you know, there's certain things like that where it's just something when that creative mood hits you and I would just start kind of playing around and lo and behold, it was something that I looked at and I was like, well, this is darn cute. I think I can design a whole collection around it. So then mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, start pairing products around that certain icon. Um, but for the most part, I would say each collection, we we aim to launch two big collections a year, one for okay. spring, summer, and one for fall, winter, um, or fall holiday, really. And, you know, so typically things start out with, we look at what products we want to keep from the season before and we start looking at trends and color palettes and um things like that like I said I you know was redecorating my family room during the quarantine and decided I was like oh I'm really liking the scale of a Greek key you'll see that little trio coming (laughs) yeah you know it's not not the same as what's in my family room but the concept of the pattern play is so um things like that inspire me sometimes it can be children's clothing. I look and see a really darling pattern on that and think, oh gosh, that would be so cute on a note card. Um, so our design process as a whole is pretty simple. I I really just start designing the patterns and the icons and it starts with the artwork first. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then we kind of plug, once we really have a piece that we're happy with, then we start plugging it into what categories it will fall into. Um, and, you know, once it's kind of mapped out, then it's pretty simple to design the actual pieces mm-hmm. that go into the collection. Um, so I would say a chunk of the time is first in actually designing the artwork and then um, and then it goes into the product development and we start, you know, figuring out, is this a flat note card? Is it folded? Is it one of our die cut gift tags that we're known for? Um, yeah. Things like that. So are you designing then, how far in advance are you designing? So we are putting the final touches on our holiday catalog today okay. um, for, for market for retailers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been in the works since... Oh gosh, January. Wow. Um, we really we finish up the holiday season and we really start designing the next one. The next one. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, and I, I have I use my children a lot in our photography, especially for the holiday shots because they love to hold the packages oh. with our gift wrap. And my my six year old who has always loved doing it said to me a couple weeks ago when we were photographing. He was like, why are we photographing Christmas? It's not even summer yet. And so he's starting to catch on. So he had a very long lesson on the retail schedule. Um, <laughs> I, that. I know my, my husband was looking at him like, buddy, you should not have asked. <laughs> um, but it's true, you know, in order for us to provide our retailers the opportunity to to order our products, to get them in time for um, the, the selling season, we literally need to, our catalog, for example, uh, right now we're working on fall and holiday. Okay. So right now it's June and our catalog will go to print later this week. 
um, so that we can mail them and distribute them at markets to our retailers starting in July. Um, and then they place their orders for deliveries, typically September, October. Mm-hmm. So it really, um, it does, when you back into it, you see why we have to work so far out, um, giving them time to place orders, giving us time to produce the products once yep. we have their orders and get them in store so that they have the appropriate amount of time to sell. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, we do typically, and then for spring, we really, um, we start working on that just like next week (laughs) because (laughs) at at the end of the day, you know, the holiday season gets the fall and winter between October and November specifically. We're so busy with our retail business, um, with our website business for holiday orders because we do a ton of really beautiful holiday photo cards and our gift wrap and gift tags, things like that. So there isn't a whole lot of time to be sitting there designing spring. Um, So we have to get those designs at least in the works um, really this summer and early fall so that Mm -hmm. we're not caught, um, you know, short-sighted when it's time for January market for our retailers. Yep. It's wild. I think retail. It is. um, It is. Designing and how, how far in advance. And I, it's always, always challenges and bumps in the roads, you know, (laughs) Nothing right. ever goes will, as planned, which is why you kind of have to do it so far. Yes. I will say that I find that we are lucky because we really do produce everything domestically except mm-hmm. our tea towels. We print those oh, in yeah. um, Ireland. Okay. But everything else is made in the U.S. And because of that, we can turn pretty quickly. So if all of a sudden, you know, we've released a new catalog and there is just a trend that we see in the marketplace everywhere – there is a very likely chance that you will see it pop up on our website, you know, quickly because yep. we can, you don't want to miss we that. Can react quickly. Exactly. Yep. Definitely. So what are some of the reasons you hear from customers or some of your store accounts about why they love WH Hostess? Like, what do they say about it? Um, you know, for us, we hear a lot about our quality, number mm-hmm. one. Um, we like to say that we are high design at an affordable price point. So, you know, we don't want you to walk out there and spend $65 on a notepad. It's unnecessary. Um, but we do want you to get something that looks like it is of value and something that's beautiful enough that you'd want it sitting on your kitchen countertop, um, as a piece in your home. So we work really hard to kind of keep that balance, Um, so definitely we hear a lot about our quality and I think people just relate to our design choices. You know, like I said, they, they're pretty classic and preppy at their core. Mm -hmm. Um, but we do try to touch on trends, things that, that women specifically are relating to at that time. If they're putting a ginger jar on their table, they're also putting it on their gift tag. (laughs) Um, you know, and so that's, I think definitely one of our more relatable aspects to why customers gravitate towards us. Um, you know, we, we use Instagram a lot for our marketing purposes and, um, definitely, um, 
you know, I find challenges with that because I feel like I can't be on there all day long interacting and responding to people. But what we try to offer our fans and customers on there are ideas on how to use our products. Mm -hmm. So they could go to our website and be like, oh, that gift tag's really cute. But for example, um, Memorial Day weekend, we put together a little s'mores kit. It was just a clear box with graham crackers and marshmallows and chocolate and we tied it up with one of our stripe ribbons and our patriotic topiary gift tag and it's just a picture of my son holding the box and it got probably the most likes we've ever gotten and probably the most sales for one particular item because I think it resonated with people. That's what I could use that gift tag for. I knew I liked it, but I didn't really know what I was going to use it for. And I could put together little s'mores boxes and drop them off for our neighbors or have my kids deliver them to their friends to say happy summer. So we really try to offer our, our, fans and customers ideas on how to use the products to, um, you know, live a gracious life and, um, offer ways to, you know, set a beautiful table using our products or, um, you know, my ideas for a cheese board. And yes, by the way, we use our tea towels, you know, to make sure it doesn't make a mess, things like that. Um, so we hear a lot about that from customers that they love getting ideas from us, um, on how to use our products. Uh, yeah, I've actually, I love looking at your Instagram too. I know you posted your tea towels and kind of wrapped it around um, a bottle of wine and then tied a gift yes. tag to it, which I think is a great hostess gift. So you do definitely show how to use the product, um, which is great to hear then. You know, I think for anyone listening that it helps sell the product if you kind of show some examples and some ideas. Yeah, um, absolutely. And we hope too that it also, for our retailers, that they're able to also use our marketing you know, photos and ideas to be able to sell the products in store to their customers as well. Yeah. So who is the WH hostess girl? Like who is your target market? Who, who would you say is that girl or guy? Um, you know, it's interesting. I actually, um, I think she, I look at statistics now or our stats to see, you know, who our girl is. And she's actually a little bit older than I expected. Hmm. Um, I would say she is between 35 and 65 and, um, looking for ways to just live a, a gracious life. And whether that means decorating her home, entertaining beautifully, um, being a thoughtful friend, dropping off, you know, a nice hostess gift or welcome to the neighborhood gift, um, things like that. She, she is definitely, I think, well-educated, knows quality, knows her style well, um, classic at the core. That's probably who I picture her to be. So then going off of that, who do you, who would be your dream person to have your products or buy your products? Um, oh, it could be, you know, a celebrity, a royal, an influencer, or even you could pick someone that might be no longer with us, but an icon. Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> um, you know, I, I would say, um, Royal, definitely Kate Middleton. Yes. Um, You know, and her family has a party business. So back in the day, I definitely felt like we were thinking on the same page with this. Uh Uh, (laughs) um, Yes. No, I think she, I love her style. Um, Absolutely. She's amazing. Um, Yeah. 
she is. And I love how beautifully classic she dresses her children and um, she's, she's doing a wonderful job. She's in a hard position and she, she seems to be doing it quite well. Um, Let's see. Um, Reese Witherspoon. I love her Southern preppy style for sure. That would be a, that would be a pinch me moment if I saw her name come across our, our order log. Um, Uh I'm trying to think who else, you know, like I said, we've definitely had a few um, whose style very much aligns with ours. And um, we're, we're always thrilled when we see those big names come across. Definitely. So what is one of your favorite products right now on your website? I know it's like picking your favorite child, but what would you say? (laughs) You know, and I, I, (laughs) I get um, so attached to them too, for where I'm at in the development process. Yeah. Um, So definitely, you know, probably my all time favorite product are our notepads because they're really luxe, smooth paper. And we love I love being able to change them out constantly. Um, I feel like I have a stack for all of my different moods and seasons and, um, you know, especially our big slab one on um, my countertop. That is like my brain dump, drop everything to-do list on there. Yeah. You know, so that's probably always been my number one product. But I think um, I have the most fun playing with our tea towels, um, you know, just using those in my own home and also, um, using them to give to people as gifts. Like you mentioned, I, my favorite hostess gift right now is to wrap up a favorite bottle of wine and, um, tie it up with one of our ribbons and tea towels and give that as a gift to someone. Cause not only are you bringing a bottle to share, but they get to keep this lovely tea towel for their kitchen and, um, that always makes me happy. Um, and then the other, the other product I love to play with are our die cut gift tags. Those are just so fun and they're unique to us. And, um, the shapes just make me happy. They always get us. So those are probably my top three. I love the notepad you mentioned, the big like eight and a half by 11 one. I have one sitting right next to me right now, actually on my desk. And it's, I, it's so nice because you can really bring them. You can write so much on it. Um, And it's still so pretty to keep out. Thank you. Thank you. They are, they're fun and they make a fantastic gift, especially for the holidays for that gal who has everything and you don't know what to buy her because you know, she might not splurge on a big, thick, personalized notepad for herself, but you know what? That mother-in-law is going to love you when you show up with one. Yeah. Um, especially <laughs> if it coordinates back to her kitchen or her desk area, you know, um, it's, it's a really a fun gift to give. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what does preppy mean to you? I ask this to everyone because it's the preppy podcast. So what does preppy mean to you? Um, you know, preppy to me still resonates as classic, as style that, um, isn't going to go out, you know, next season. Um, I often think of patterns when I think of the word preppy. So Mm -hmm. ginghams and stripes and, um, nautical details, things like that. Lots of blue, um, pink and green. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's somebody who, um, follows kind of their own classic style versus hopping on the trend bandwagon every year. For sure. No, that's a great answer. So since you're kind of a entertaining pro, what's one tip that people could use for entertaining or hosting people? 
Um, well, I always think certainly I put my attention into setting a beautiful table so that when they walk in, they know that they weren't an afterthought, um, that you've really put in thought to what type of evening you want want to have, um, or day, you know, depending on what it is. Um, so certainly I would say set a beautiful table, things like place cards, make it more personal, even if it's four of you sitting at a table, um, Mm. things like that, you know, we use all the time. The other thing I would say is, um, you know, I always try to start whether it's brunch or dinner off with more of like a little cocktail gathering appetizer type thing where you can sit down and actually chat and kind of get acquainted again before you really dive into like sitting down to dinner. Um, For us this summer, you know, we've been really just kind of with my family lately and a couple close friends and we're kind of doing that in the backyard where we've got games set up like cornhole and um, my kids have a giant connect four set that they're playing on the deck and it even simple things like that is kind of a conversation starter and oh that looks fun like let's just jump right in Mm -hmm. so sometimes having those things prepared um, before your guests get there are a great way to start off on a really fun note. Definitely. Those are great ideas. Um, And I love the idea of having, you know, some sort of game set up. It's sort of almost like an icebreaker, even if it's people that, you know, you know, and you're friends with. I feel like people at the beginning, there's so much going on when you first come over. So it's something that lets everyone relax and kind of enjoy their time. Absolutely. So what's next for your business? Well, we are um, headed into a new season. For us, we really kick off our fall holiday season in August. Um, So we launch our our wholesale catalog. Um, It's being presented at markets. We hope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, it basically... We just kind of get through to when then we launch our holiday collection on our website. And that normally happens around October 1st. Um, And as much as our designs, we tend to relate so much to our spring summer designs because we love the lightness and colors and um, flowers obviously always resonate with people. Um, Our holiday collections just make my heart happy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, we, so much goes into these holiday collections and we really try to create products to, um, you know, spread your family's warmest wishes and entertain gracefully and beautifully and decorate your home in a gorgeous way. And um, we're really very excited about what we're going to put out there this season, Um, especially knowing so many of us really are staying close to home right now and really focusing on making our homes these beautiful sanctuaries where a beautiful life can take place. So um, that's kind of the focus for us for fall and holiday. And we have a couple fun new products launching for the season. Um, You know, just some cute little accessories. Our tea towels have been doing so beautifully that we're offering lots of more designs this season um so yeah each each step of the way we look forward and um are just really excited about the new designs to come and seeing our customers reactions to them that's amazing all right so final question tell Mm -hmm. everyone where they can find you um your website your instagram all of that 
Sure. Well, our website is whhostess.com. Um, that is our retail website where you can find all of our products personalized and a few of our stock products that we offer. Um, and then you can, if any retailers out there are interested in reaching out to sell our line, there is, you can find a wholesale link on that website as well to um, contact us. So definitely we're always looking for new stores to work with and we love supporting our small businesses. Um, and in terms of engaging with us, Instagram is really um, the place that we spend most of our time mm-hmm. and love to to hear from people and love to see you over there. And our Instagram handle is at WH hostess. Um, and we are so close to hitting a, a big milestone. So oh. we're hoping to do a giveaway over there very soon. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. Patricia, thank you for having me. It's always um, fun to especially talk about the past and how we got to where we are today because um, I don't I don't spend a lot of time, you know, going back there. So it's kind of fun to relive it. So I appreciate Definitely. you asking such great questions. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.